podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Colin McGuigan for AFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Delighted to be joined by Jamie Conlon in Belfast, Ireland. Jamie, the moment's finally here. Your brother is fighting for a world title in his home city. How big is this for Michael and also your family? Listen, it's it's big. It's a bit. It's big for uh, any family that has has someone participating in a world title fight. So massive, um, fantastic journey to here. A lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of a lot of highs and lows, and all come to this one moment in, in time in your home city, and it just has that feel, that big fight feel, and it's great to have that back in Belfast. And I really expect something special on Saturday for Michael. When I spoke to Michael, I referenced the times that he sat ringside in the same arena watching you fight and all the, the trials and tribulations that he has maybe faced too as a, as a man, not not as much as a boxer, but as a man up to this point in his home city. There's a lot of pressure on Michael on Saturday night. Do you think he thrives in that environment? He doesn't let outside pressure kind of um, dictate his own internal uh, thoughts and feelings, but it is... Um, Pressure comes with the the territory in these situations. He's had it from from day dot in, in his professional journey with the the big Olympic fanfare and Conor McGregor and everything has been building and learning to this moment. So I think he does thrive on it. He doesn't um, doesn't let it dictate his persona, his um, performance either. So it's yeah, it, I think it's another wee bit for him. I don't think it has a plays a part in, in the opposing corner. I think Lopez thrives of it also. I think he likes being that road warrior. But it gives Michael, I think, that extra bit of edge in terms of, you know, if it is getting tough in there, you need that um, extra man to kind of push you on a bit. I know as a team, you'll sit down with Adam Booth, your father also, and you'll analyse opponents. Everyone that Michael's faced, that's what you do. And you've got a good, strong team there that do that. But... In terms of Lopez, what does he bring to the table and what does Michael have to do differently to, to any fight he's been in before? What what weaknesses does Lopez have? Weaknesses probably isn't isn't the right terminology because his strengths can be used as his weaknesses. You know, his unpredictability, his unorthodox stance, his unorthodox uh, attacks. There there also could see vulnerabilities in them because he does leave his chin high. He does bring his feet together, he does come in square, he does jump in from long distances, there is opportunities to counter, there is opportunities to catch him on the way in. Um, Defence isn't always great, but then again, he can use him also to his advantage because he is unpredictable. He can catch you on a worse. He is attacking from long distance where he can catch you kind of off balance, out of position. Um, and at times, because he doesn't do the fundamentals the way you're taught in terms of the stance and, and everything else, he can be hard to hit, even though it looks like he isn't. So he's a complicated enigma to figure out, but something that, that Adam, myself, Michael have really sat down and studied. And when, when I looked at him, Michael was the one who said, first and foremost, yeah, I, I see what I need to see. And he's seen it before anyone else, that what he needed to do. And they kind of went over different game plans and different ways this fight can go. Lopez is, is highly talented. He's um, heavy-handed, physically strong, small in stature, but really strong. He's a big back, um, and on fight night, he seems like he get, puts a lot of weight on and gets pretty big in there, so he'll be physically demanding. Uh, he'll try and push the pace, I think, for as long as he can. They'll probably read off the Lee Wood fight and say Michael can get tired, but again, Michael learned from the Lee Wood fight, and he has to show that again tonight. 
and then they probably think, oh, because Neil got knocked out by Lee Wood, that they're a bigger puncher than Lee Wood. I'm not sure of that. I think Lee Wood is a legitimate bigger puncher. Lopez has more quickness and unpredictable with his shots, which is his um, asset in it. He's very, very quick, great power and speed. And yeah, it's that's what makes the fight so intriguing because it could go so many different ways if you really sit in each either camp and really dissect the other opponent and put in your strengths against their weaknesses. It's, that's why I think this fight is, is really, really good. I spoke to Luis Alberto Lopez yesterday and he told me he's here to win and he said in the first few rounds he expects the fight to end. Is that what you expected him coming over here to try and put the pressure on Michael early? Yeah, he did the sexy thing with Josh Wine um, and with Isaac Lowe and with Gabe Flores. It's what he does. He sets his stall out pretty quickly. I don't think there is much uh, thought in terms of what he does. It's natural. Fast hands, explosive. And you can see in his legs, he has them explosive legs. That That's what he's kind of is the genetics is, is built for so he will jump from from the first bell he would try and catch Michael pretty early Michael is usually a fast starter so he can meet that and match that and um you know there if you look back at the Josh Warrington fight then I think after six rounds because he didn't get Josh out he started to kind of run into problems and come unstruck because the same thing wasn't working earlier in the fight Michael's not known as a power puncher as such but out of the last four opponents, he's dropped every one. Do you think maybe that Lopez comes here underestimating the power of Michael? I think he underestimates Michael in total. You know, he's a confident guy and probably not so much underestimating Michael, but um, estimating himself very highly. So I would say, yeah, he would have a he would wouldn't really see Michael as a puncher. Um, and, and you know it was always labelled that he wasn't throughout his career and people get in there and they all say to come out saying the same punches a lot harder than you expect so you know it's again it's another intangible that I see in Michael's favour that same as Lee Wood didn't say they all kind of they shunned his power they said he wasn't a puncher he said he was weak and you know that they, they were going to just kind of blow him away also so that's it. There's another big fight over in Manchester. It would be wrong of me not to get your opinion on that. How do you think that goes between Lee Wood and Mauricio Lara in the rematch? Um, again, another interesting one. I don't think it's as good if anywhere near the fight that, that we have here in Belfast, but I think it's still a very interesting fight. Um, Lee was winning the fight, I thought, pretty comfortably, except for a torrid enough second round, and then got caught. And that's the thing with Lara, it's it's like Ron Seal, basically what it says on the tin, he'll try and do it. So he um it's whoever learns the most from the fight from the previous fight. If Lara seen that second round, how Lee kinda reacted in the second round, does he jump on him early and stay on him as quickly as possible? Does he try and stay off and, and wait for a one later on at Lee gets tired? I think that may be be stupid because I thought Lee's game plan was very good. They concocted it really well. Lee Whaley is a really good at, at dissecting fighters and dissecting game plans. And I would say I'll do similar to what they done last time and just kind of keep the head on for the rest of the fight. Uh, I would like Wood to win. I would like Wood to win, but it would be tough. It would be tough to keep Lara off. Um, when I try and think back, Wood can win. He really can win. Because Lara looked 
like he was blown out of his arch after four or five rounds and really looked like Wood was kind of going to take the fight on in the second half of the fight, but then just got caught. It just depends on who's learned more from the first one. If Michael were to win on Saturday night and Lee Wood were also to win, are you open to that unification But It would be huge as the second fight, especially the first one's a fight of the year. This one then becomes another fight of the year without a doubt. Do you think that could happen in the in the not too distant future? Just got to think on Lopez. Lopez, I know we've made notes and everything we're trying to do, we're trying to plan for the future, but Lopez is everything right now. I have to get past Lopez. And he's a tougher fight than either Lee Wood or Maurice Ular. I know you've spoken, and George Warren and Francis Warren have spoken with Eddie Hearn, and there's an agreement on the ring walk time, so it'll be 9pm here. I think Eddie's going 10. Has there been any dialogue between yourselves and Boxer or Sky to work out what time they're going at, or you don't care? No, it was George come up with the idea. Um, gave me a call, asked me the thoughts. If we go early, what's the earliest we think we can go? If we go late, what's the latest we can go? And then he, I think he had a three-way call with, with Hearn and, and, and Boxer. I don't think he actually did speak to Boxer, but I'm not sure. I know him and, him and uh, Matram spoke, and they were kind of both happy enough to, to go 9 and 10. And I don't think Boxer can go any later due to being outdoors, so they could probably clash both at 10 o'clock, which is a bit of a shame because I think that is the weakest of the three fights. Um, and it, I, I don't know, don't doesn't really appeal to me too much. Look at, looking forward as well, Top Rank have put on some great fights. Haney Loma last week, this fight this week. Next week, well, two weeks' time, we've got Taylor Tiafimo. Real 50-50 fights. Are Top Rank back on the rise? I don't think they're ever down, were they? They've, they've, I still think they have probably the best talent um, on the roster. Uh, with Shakur... Loma and O'Haney's off the roster now. You know, featherweight division. They're trying to stack up pretty, pretty highly. Uh, Lopez, Josh. You know, but three back-to-back fights consistently, and then they just announced Bird of Evan Smith. Yeah, they're, they're like they are pulling out of the bag, but yeah, you know, that's why they are top rank and, and Bob is Bob. Having Bob here this week, obviously it. It adds to the occasion as such. He comes into town. He he doesn't. He wouldn't travel if he didn't think this was a massive night. Does that make it even more special for Top Rank and this promotional um, agreement you have between Conan Boxing and Top Rank? Yeah, when we when we started out kind of the promotional route and started to do the the shows and and kind of said together, me myself and Michael, like it's going to be near impossible to do it without co-promoting with uh, promotional companies with major broadcasters, and that was kind of. How we set it out, build it and they will come. We've built it and this fight is the one that they all come for. And you know, ESPN and BT Sport and ourselves and you know Top Rank and, and George Warren, you know, it made a lot of sense, it really did. Um building the car together. Queensbury have some good Irish talent that they wanted to bring through, real, real special talents, I think, in Pierce O'Leary and Kakachi that can that can move on and I genuinely think this night, Saturday, is a is a pivotal, pivotal night in Irish boxing history. How the direction goes for the for the future of Irish boxing, you know, what happened last week, losing Katie losing their world titles and Gary Cully losing, who I think is exceptional, and Dennis Hogan losing his IBO belt. You know, this this weekend is is how kind of the future and the route of Irish boxing 
how long it will take the if we win, if Michael wins, big big time boxing and big broadcasters will come to Ireland for for the foreseeable. You know, building on the back of that, catchy could start his own headlines. You know, Pierce, Potty, McCrory, you really have a real buzz about Irish boxing. So everyone needs a king to be successful on Saturday here for for the future of Irish boxing. It's funny you talk about that because that was my next question. So thinking about your route and your your route as a promoter and who you've got. We'll start with Potty McCrory. He's in somewhat of a keep busy fight on Saturday night. When will he appear on the card? Do we have any idea? Will he be around before Michael? Will he be maybe after Michael? Is there any talk of that at the moment? And and what's the route for Potty after this fight on Saturday night? We still have to go through the card with BT and um, figure out. But he is going to be a, a TV slot with BT Sport. We're just figuring out whereabouts. It's a bit complicated with the main event team going earlier, and that's how we we'll have to adjust things on the card. Usually, Mega would be 10:30. You get everyone in before him, and that's kind of the crescendo to the night. However, we ha- we probably will have two fights after, one on TV, two off TV, or you know something like that. So. Yeah, with Potty, it's yeah, it's keep busy. It, we were unfortunate; two or three fights slipped through our fingers. We were in talks with Berlanga. I talked to Frank Smith about doing Berlanga in, in, in New York. We we're talking then about about doing the WBA final eliminator over here with Falcao, and then he took out the WBA world title fight. A lot of fights just slipped through, and you know, wanted to keep Potty still active, keep him still kind of on the on the boil, let him go, like kind of. Another one to get out there, so we're just waiting on big face for party. I genuinely believe, like his his rise within, you know, he was a cult figure in Irish boxing coming through, big ticket seller, but he's just progressing, learning, getting better, and he's now kind of in a position for a massive fight. Could that massive fight be the winner of Berlanga and Quigley? Is that something that you'd like to explore? Yeah, but the I think the end goal for Berlanga is Canelo. Um, Quigley makes a lot more sense than Pauly. He's fought for world title. He's more recognised name. Pauly is a bit no, and he's been beaten, so he's a bit softer. Pauly's a you a bit of a, a risk no reward kind of thing. So yeah, but the only thing with Pauly is he had the ranking with the BA, and that's kind of what what they were looking at there. Berlanga would he want to take a risk in with Pauly after? Probably not. Probably want to just keep keep active and keep winning before the big fight so we'll just keep exploring every route you know knocking on the doors we spoke with uh, PBC regarding Dave Morrell you know that was kind of what we were looking at we were trying to think what next but Falcao got the call instead of Potty and that just was unfortunate Tyrone McKenna not on this card unfortunately is and he's disappointed the people are disappointed will he be out anytime soon is there anything in the the offense there there is, yeah, there is. We're, we've been speaking for a big fight in the summer for Tyrone. Um, we're hoping to have it in Ireland. We're hoping to confirm it. Uh, meeting the other manager this week. He's coming over to Belfast. So, yeah, there's something that we're looking to try and do with Tyrone. Curtin Cairn, you're building them nicely along with Lewis Crocker. I'll start with Curtin Cairn. They'll be out on this card. They were just out in Galway. What's next for those two? Are you looking to progress? You've spoke about that Isaac Lowe fight for Kurt. Is that a real possibility before the end of the year? I think after this one come through unscathed. I spoke with Jeremy just before it um, about getting them out in the States then after this. So we're looking at whatever dates we can we can get it on the East Coast or the West Coast. and um, That will be their next move. Then come back. We're looking again at Galway. A bit bigger in Galway. Bigger venue in Galway. 
we're also looking at a headline in the Ulster Hall for Kurt Walker so keeping them active on the smaller scene as well as getting on the big shows both sides of the Atlantic and that was the reason why we signed in the top rank because of the opportunity that they can get on both sides of the Atlantic. Lewis Crocker under Billy Nelson, what, what's the story with Lewis, where will he be, how quickly are you looking to progress him at this point now? Well we just got him back, two fights after a, a long layout, um, he's dusted off the cobwebs and he's ready to go now and we've been speaking to one or two promoters uh, in the UK about signing Lewis Crocker, I think it's a no brainer, you know, he is potentially, he could like, really, really do something with an Irish box. Just needs the breaks, just needs the time. He's got it all on the side, age is on the side. He's now with Billy Nelson, they're all settled in. It's about big fights now for, for Lewis Crocker. We're looking at maybe one more, keeping active, and then talking about signing with a, with a UK based promoter. Before I let you go, I do need to get your opinion on two things. First of all, Haney Loma, how did you score and what did you make of that fight? The ultimate like, elite chess match it was fantastic. Really, really, really good. I couldn't complain about the result. I had Loma winning, but just by just Loma winning. And there was rounds that if I look back, you know, I watched it on Sunday morning, so if I look back tomorrow, I may see differently. So it's um, it was a phenomenal fight. Loma always has a special place with the Olympics, for amateur system. I think every amateur boxing coming through, he was your hero. He was the, he was the, the pinnacle of the sport, so you can't always have a soft spot for him. So... Um, yeah, just uh, it's a fantastic, fantastic division. I still think Shakur beats all of them. Last one from me. Spence Crawford officially announced. Well, I say officially, officially official without being official. But yeah. you know, it feels like this is the one. How do you think that goes? Spence, I don't know. I don't even think it happens. Generally, don't think it happens. Just. I'd, I've lost any hope in that fight happening, but if it happens, Crawford, Crawford. Up, up close and personal, I, I find very, very few fighters are as good as Crawford. When you see him up close and seeing how he adjusts and adapts, he's, I think he's, he's unbelievable. Well, Jimmy, thank you very much for your time. Looking forward to catching up with you. Hopefully Michael's got the hand raised Saturday night and we'll have a good conversation after that. I appreciate it, mate. Saturday night, sitting here, beer in hand. Chilling out, new world champion from Belfast. Thanks. Sports Social Podcast Network.